What's shaking fire nation JLD here and welcome to episode 1803 of EO fire where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. And if you're ready to accomplish that one big goal, check out the freedom journal because you'll accomplish that goal in 100 days. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Nate Smith. Nate, are you prepared to ignite? John, I'm ready. Yes. I got my fireproof suit. I've been practicing stop, drop, and roll all week. Let's do this. Nate realized after three years that his first business wasn't going to earn enough. So he started a second one, and after going broke twice along the way, he's built a six-figure agency. Nate, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, 100%. So if you'd spoken to me a decade ago, entrepreneurship wasn't even something that was on my radar. I'd moved to New York City to be a professional musician, and I went to music school. And it wasn't until kind of a perfect storm hit me around about 2012 with, I was disillusioned with the music scene and with the possibilities of making a living, but also doing creative music. At the very same time, I was realizing that I'd hit a glass ceiling at my day job. And it just so happened that around that time, I started getting exposed to entrepreneurship stuff and read four-hour work week. So at that time, I knew I needed to do something. Basically, I, I was desperate. I needed to I needed to make something happen. So the only skill I had that I thought was monetizable was my music skill. So I started a website dedicated to drumming called The 8020 Drummer. And three short years later, I finally started earning money from that. I launched a successful info product and kind of went from zero to one. And in that month, I made around $1,000 from my info product. And I was like, man, I am sold. This entrepreneurship thing is for real. (laughs) But obviously in the ensuing year, I realized that if I was going to create the life I wanted and quit my job and, and really get freedom, that I would need to grow that substantially more. So through a combination of things like email marketing and conversion rate optimization and just experimenting with things like copywriting and sales pages, in the following year, one year later, that January, I had an $8,000 month. So I started talking about the stuff I was experimenting with on some entrepreneur forums, and people were already hitting me up to see if I could help them do the same thing with their products, with their funnels. But what really sealed the deal in terms of my transition was a entrepreneur event needed a speaker at the last minute. So I was like, okay, well, what the hey? I'll talk. So I told the story of how I, I ate X my business in one year. And from then on, people were hitting me up to help them with their funnels. And around the same time, I realized that there was going to be a lot more growth potential in consulting and in helping people with sales funnels than there was going to be in the music info product. So I made the transition. So Fire Nation, I hope you really picked up on that point that Nate said that, you know, 
three years later, he started to actually see a dollar from his blood, sweat, and tears over that time frame because things do not happen overnight. They come from putting in the effort, putting in the time, you know, having that luck. And again, luck is where effort meets that opportunity and then jumping into it when it happens. And, you know, Nate was going down one road doing his thing, learning a lot. And then when he got to the end of that road and said, wow, I just had an $8,000 a month, he started talking about it. He saw, well, that was great and I love doing that, but a lot of people are wanting to know specifically my skill set over here. And then he can explore that as well. So one thing that I see entrepreneurs struggle with so much is that you want to see that whole staircase when the reality is you only have to see that next step. Because once that next step is taken, Fire Nation, you don't even know what's going to uncover with that next step and that next step going forward. And if you try to see that whole staircase, you're looking at the wrong thing. Like, let that journey unfold as you want it to unfold and just as it naturally unfolds, doing your thing. So, Nate, you've been becoming an expert at a lot of things over the years, some things that you expected to, some things you didn't expect to, but what would you say today you are an expert in? What's your area of expertise? I've thought very, very deeply about the customer journey. And when I started consulting with sales funnels, I started writing a blog about it. And through my own experimentation, through work I did with clients and just help I gave to other entrepreneurs, and also through some coaching I did and some books I read, I've explored the idea of what it looks like from the customer's perspective when someone first encounters you, how you build that trust relationship all the way down to the sale. So in terms of seeing the next step, I feel like at least within my sort of narrow area of focus, I see the matrix pretty well in terms of what's what's required to convince someone to trust us and then show them that we're able to solve their problem and then get them to trust us enough to invest in our solutions. Yeah, I actually personally call that the funnel, Fire Nation, because to me, a definition of a funnel is the journey that your avatar, who's that perfect listener, client, customer, whoever that is, that perfect person goes on from the moment they experience you and your brand for the first time. What is that journey that you're taking them on that's taking them from person that just experienced you for the first time all the way through to getting tons of value from you than to potentially having a product, a service, a community, an offer that's right for them. So Nate, let's kind of talk now about your journey as an entrepreneur, because you've had a lot of ups and you've had a lot of downs over the years and you've been in a lot of different fields and you've done a lot of different things. But what would you say within all of that is your worst entrepreneurial moment to date? Tell us that story. Yeah, John, well, you're absolutely right. There are a bunch of close candidates competing for that worst moment. And I would say two close runners up are realizing that your portfolio is going to go to zero as a consultant because all of your clients churn at once and all of a sudden you don't know what you're going to do. And and also having taken someone's money to help them to grow a product or launch a brand and then realizing that maybe the first thing you worked on didn't go as planned. Nate, I really want to dive deep into that story of you being hired to do something and then struggling doing that. So let's kind of maybe unpack that. Like, what did that look like? How did that happen? And then what unfolded? Sure. So one of my first clients that that hired me to help him with a launch was Taylor Pearson, uh, who I'm not sure if you know, but he's the author of the 
book the end of jobs. So I had launched my own product and other people's product successfully before then. But I think I still needed to gain an a measure of humility about how long it would take and how much of a gamble it is and how many, how much experimentation it takes to launch things. So we built out a funnel and eventually I'll, I'll spoil the end. Eventually Taylor had a very successful product that we launched and it took us three months. (laughs) Yeah. But in some of the ensuing launches where we were trying different strategies, we would spend two weeks building out a funnel, writing emails, getting the sales page ready, and then we would fire off the launch and then crickets. And I'd have to get on the phone with him and mm. dissect why it wasn't working. And I remember one particular Tuesday morning, because the launch runs Monday through Friday, Tuesday morning, we hadn't made any sales and I was literally lying on my living room floor, just taking deep breaths, just thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And, you know, the answer was just continue to inter- iterate, continue to experiment. But, yeah, that is that is one of the the sort of crucibles you have to run through, I think, to one of the fears you have to face to to become a successful consultant. What was the thing that turned it all around? Like, what was that first shining light? What was the first thing that really worked that took that launch to the next level? I wish I could point to one sort of magic bullet, but there are a few factors that go into launching a product. There's exactly what the offer is. There's how much you're charging for it. There's the particular cohort that you're launching to. So if you've got a big list like which group, of, which subgroup of that list is it? What exposure have they already had to you? And then there's the price. I don't know if I said the price already. So it was really just lining up those dials and finding that right combination. But there are some things you can do to give yourself more of an advantage. Um, so I'm a big fan of Ryan Levesque. You know, he, he developed the ask method and his, his whole thing is about the surveys, but he of course wasn't the first direct response marketer to use surveys, but I try to program in feedback at every stage if I'm doing a launch with a client. So if we launch the first time to the first cohort, it goes reasonably well. Still, we're sending out emails to everyone who bought and everyone who didn't buy. We're trying to get on the phone with as many people as who will get on the phone with us. So I think a combination of just being deliberate about, okay, these are the three or four variables we're experimenting with. These are the possible combinations of them, but also informing the approach by actually speaking to the people who had gone through the launch and, okay, what resonated for you with the pitch? What didn't resonate? Which which features could we strip out and you wouldn't care? If we had to take out three quarters of this entire product and just leave one thing but still charge the same price, what, what should we keep? Those sort of questions. Nate, what is the one thing that you want our listeners to take away from your worst moments? Like, What's the one lesson that we can maybe implement into our businesses that can help us as entrepreneurs going forward? I would definitely say it's that as long as you treat things as an experiment, and this has been true throughout the worst moment very often comes right before a success. Mm. So when it seems like things aren't working, the temptation is to either abandon everything or to hang our heads and fret. And I think business rewards those who take a step away, maybe take a jog, take a walk, but then come back and say, 
okay, what are the variables in this? What's working? What's not working? What can I double down on? What should I lose? And who just keep iterating and who aren't afraid to treat it as an experiment. Fire Nation, the world rewards people who have persistence, who have tenacity. We're not saying that they're just banging their heads against the same wall, but like Nate said, like go for a walk, go for a run, come back and say, hey, what can I try that's a little different? This may be one twist to the right or one twist to the left that's going to maybe make all the difference in the world because we never know. So always keep iterating. Now, Nate, let's talk about one of those aha moments you've had. What's one of the greatest ideas that you've had to date as an entrepreneur, and how'd you turn it into success? One thing that I was experiencing last winter, actually, after we initially uh, got in touch, and so when I I contacted you last December, I had built a six-figure agency, and I was personally doing copywriting and funnel consulting for a portfolio of clients. And that was really rewarding. But at the same time, I was already beginning to realize some of the shortcomings of that business model, among which was that it wasn't scalable and that every morning it depended on me waking up in the morning and thinking deeply about these people's businesses and personally putting pen to paper or cursor to screen and doing copywriting. And what I realized was that on a Sunday night, you know, in mid-February, that I was starting to dread it. I was starting to hate it. So I knew that I needed to, and we can speak more about this later on if you want, I knew that I needed to start to build something bigger than myself. So what I started to look at was, how can I combine a superpower that I have with an expertise that's easy to, to hire out. So I'm not starting with, I'm going to solve all your business problems. I'm starting with the product. What's something that is easy to hire for, but that I can kind of arbitrage it and, and bring a special slant to. And what that ended up being was AdWords management. So in the new business I'm building now, I have a team in place who that's their expertise, but the zero to one for me with that was getting my first client with the new business model and realizing I no longer have to personally deliver the service. And, you know, you're going to ask me later about my favorite book, perhaps, but that dovetails with this idea of, are you building something that's going to continue to function, you know, even if you're not personally running it. Fire Nation, a point that I want to bring up here is that I personally think it's not important to decide if your business model is going to scale or not. I don't think it's important for you as an individual, as an individual to decide if your business model, model is scalable or not. Instead, do you love what you're doing? Do you enjoy what you're doing? And for a lot of people, Nate included, he did not enjoy not having a business model that could that could scale. So he made that change. Maybe you do love that rolling up the sleeves, that getting into it day to day, that six-figure business because you get up every single day and you're looking forward to solving the problems that you're going to solve. So don't just listen to somebody like Nate or myself or some other entrepreneur and say, oh, well, I don't know if my business model scales. Is that bad? No, it's not bad if you're loving what you're doing because how you spend your days, Fire Nation, is how you're going to spend your lives. 
the most important thing that I want you to be learning from all of these guests that we have on is that there's so many different paths, so many different journeys, so many different choices we can make. Which one resonates with you? Which one makes you get out of bed in the morning and says, yes, I am excited for the day today. Follow that path. See where that path goes. Now, Nate, what do you most excited about right now? Like, you know, you've gone through that. You've built up systems, automations, teams. What are you most fired up about today? It's actually a dovetail with my worst moment because I was talking about that feeling of having taken someone's investment in my services and not being sure I could deliver the service. And I think the flip side of that is when you actually create success for clients. So just last month, I had a client for whom we were introducing an upsell. So he's got a very successful info product. He's got a membership site. And we're thinking about, okay, how do we double your business if we have to? And one of the things is you're charging $29 a month. Maybe there's a small cohort of your audience who will pay $500 a month. So we're like, you know what? What the heck? Let's try it. So we wrote a funnel. We did a a one-off launch of this product. We were going to pre-sell it to see if anyone would buy. And actually, it converted really well. And so the feeling of having created value for someone winning for your clients. And when I look at the new thing that I'm doing with the AdWords management, when we successfully see someone get results, number one, that validates everything you're doing and it gives you confidence and it puts a spring in your step. But number two, It's difficult to overstate the effect that that has when you're going out and selling your services to your next client. Like if you not only suspect, but if you know deep down that you're going to create value for them and you're approaching things as I'm going to help you win in your business and as a side effect, I'm going to get paid for it. I think that's a great spot to be. Fire Nation, when you can combine something that you enjoy doing with adding massive value to others you're going to win every single time. And value bombs are coming, Fire Nation, in the lightning round. So don't you go anywhere after we get back from thanking our sponsors. We will be dropping those bombs. You know what's really frustrating? It can sometimes be a little embarrassing when you spend a lot of time in bandwidth creating something you're sure is going to work and then it bombs. Kind of like when you create a Facebook ad for a client or for your own business and the money goes out but nothing comes back in. Losing money, no matter whose it is, is no fun. And when you're working with clients, losing their trust is definitely not something you want to do. So why struggle trying to figure it out on your own when you can just copy Billy Jean? My friend Billy Jean is hosting a free trade where he's going to select a random attendee and build an entire Facebook advertising campaign from scratch, the ad copy, the landing pages, and everything in between. He's also going to show you the same process he's used working with some of the world's largest franchises to get ROI. Claim your spot at INeedThisTraining.com. That's INeedThisTraining.com. One of the most difficult things for me to wrap my mind around when it comes to business is design. Bottom line, it's just not my strong suit. That's why I love that there are sites like DesignCrowd. DesignCrowd is a crowdsourcing platform that gives you access to 500,000 creative minds from around the world who can come up with amazing designs for you. This is a huge plus for those of us who find ourselves to be design challenged. All you have to do is launch your brief and then designers will begin submitting quality designs for you to read 
review. Within hours, you'll receive your first design. And over the course of several days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs to choose from. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer or simply enter the discount code fire when posting your project on Design Crowd. Nate, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Yeah, let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Mindset. The fact that because I hadn't seen something succeed yet firsthand, I didn't deeply believe it was possible. What's the best advice you've ever received? Only work on one thing at a time. Even if something you're doing isn't working, make sure you see it through to the point where you know for sure if it's going to work or not before you try something else. Because something that might work if you're focusing on it singularly is almost guaranteed not to work if you're dividing your efforts. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Taking a break in the middle of the day and dividing my work into sort of two sessions. So in the morning, I might send out sales campaigns or do work. Then I'll go to the gym or do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And that allows me to detach. And then I can come back in the afternoon fresh. Can you recommend one internet resource? I'm really bullish on this Chrome plugin that's called Streak which allows you to do things like mail merging and seeing your entire sales pipeline at a glance. And for people who do sales where you've got kind of a high touch one-on-one thing with people in the inbox, being able to look at everything sort of in order is really valuable. Recommend one book and share why. Built to Sell. The reason Built to Sell is so powerful is because it focuses you not only on the how of building a business that's bigger than you so that it's going to run without you and you're not just a freelancer, but also the why, which is that if you're ever going to sell your business, potential buyers will value a bespoke service business multiples less than they will a product business. So how can you make your business more like a product? Love it. And John Warlow, past guest of EO Fire, Fire Nation. So you can definitely go check him out. He dropped some value bombs himself. And, you know, you must love audio, Fire Nation. You're listening to a podcast. So you can get an audio version of this book for free over at eofirebook.com if you haven't already signed up for Audible. Sweet. Nate, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance. Give us the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. I've prepared a special gift. So if they go to 8020marketingguy.com slash fire, I've been blogging about my successes and failures in marketing for a bunch of years. And I've put together the top five articles that I've ever written about my marketing successes. So if they go to 8020marketingguy.com slash fire, they can grab that. And what's the parting piece of guidance? It's not just about doggedly persisting with your head down. It's about being receptive to the evidence that what you're going to do is going to succeed or fail. Has anyone else done it successfully? And try to set a time window for yourself, like maybe 90 days, and at least see something through to the end of that 90-day span before you try something else. 
Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with NS and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Nate in the search bar. His show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz, timestamps of our chats, links galore. Nate, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today and Fire Nation 8020marketingguy.com slash fire is a gift awaiting you. And Nate, for that, we salute you, brother, and we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Great to be on. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Nate today. And from accomplishing goals to launching podcasts to creating funnels and webinars that convert, I have four, count them, four free courses, free, waiting for you at EOFire. I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. My friend Billy Jean is hosting a free training where he's going to build an entire Facebook advertising campaign from scratch. The ad copy, the landing pages, and everything in between. Why struggle trying to figure out Facebook ads on your own when you can just copy Billy Jean? Claim your spot today at INeedThisTraining.com. That's INeedThisTraining.com.